everyone. Welcome. So glad that you are with us here this afternoon for another riveting episode of the Homeschool Teachers Lounge, <laughs> where the two people who are doing it have absolutely no idea if they're live or not. <laughs> Every week. <laughs> Every single week. Yes. <laughs> It's just not that easy. My name is Pam Barnhill. I am a homeschool mom of three pretty awesome kids, or today, they're pretty awesome anyway. Um, <laughs> and let's see, I have a, I have two homeschooling podcasts, the Your Morning Basket podcast, where we talk all about morning time and 10 minutes to a better homeschool, little bite-sized pieces of homeschool help delivered right to your earbuds every single week. And yeah, you can find me at pambarnhill.com. And I'm joined by my good friend, Misty Winkler. Hello. Yes, I am Misty Winkler and I write at simplyconvivial.com. And I also have two podcasts, the Simply Convivial podcast, all about homemaking and homeschooling cheerfully. And then also Simplified Organization, which is an interview podcast that's pretty new still, uh, where we can just get a glimpse of how other normal moms are organizing and getting things done in their own lives. So that one's been a fun one to kick off. And I also have a new book, The Convivial Homeschool, Gospel Encouragement for Keeping Your Sanity While Living and Learning Alongside Your Kids. Although it's not such a new book, now, Pam's the one with the brand new book. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Brand new. <laughs> it's so new. It's like it just in pre-order. <laughs> Yeah. So it's gather exploring the wonder, wisdom, and worship of learning at home. And I was sitting there listening to you say the title of your book. And I'm like, we have really got to start picking shorter subtitles. <laughs> <laughs> this is That's the truth. Much to remember. <laughs> I gave Andrew Pudawa such a hard time about linguistic development through poetry memorization. Then I think like, you know, <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah, so brand new book called Gather. And the wonderful, the most wonderful thing about this book is I am not the only author. Um, Heather Tully from Heather Tully Photography is the photographer and uh, the co-author of this book. And that's fabulous because she takes beautiful photographs. And so this book is absolutely chock full of beautiful photographs of homeschoolers, homeschooling. Not always beautiful things. Like There's messy stuff in there. You know, but, um, but yeah, so, so much fun for that one. So pambarnhill.com slash gather to pre-order your copy. Nice. So. Well, you know, when you take a, an artistic photograph or, you know, in my case, they're not artistic, but still you take a photo, even of those moments that are, that feel less than perfect or that are messy. Somehow it just like shifts your view of it a little and you realize like oh, this is still valuable this is actually worthwhile even though it's messy even though it's not going the way i wanted this is a good part of our life yeah and it, they're they're interesting to look back on too because um i have some pictures actually it's funny it was last year dawn was writing a a blog post on the website about kids getting up before you and um she's like i just don't have any pictures i said oh I can find some for you. And so I went through and I found a picture of Thomas. And I'm going to tell you, we did not buy Fruit Loops for our kids very often. But we must have, for whatever reason at that point, have uh, we had Fruit Loops in the house. So it's not something that was like a normal occurrence. But that kid, he was like one. He had gotten up and poured himself some Fruit Loops. He, he was, okay, so he was two. And 
they were all over the table. And so I just had to take a picture of the Fruit Loops everywhere and him sitting there with his chubby little hand eating the Fruit Loops. And I am sure that in the moment that he did that, it was not something that was making me happy. But now looking back on that picture, I'm like, I'm really glad I took the moment to kind of capture the mess and the frustration and the annoyance of that moment. Because now I look back on it and I'm like, yeah, Fruit Loops. <laughs> what a cute little boy. <laughs> what a cute little boy. Cute little chubby boy. <laughs> oh, so yeah, even the messes, even the messes are good to remember. I think the hard days. Um, yeah, I hate to be one of those moms that tells everybody, oh, you're going to miss it. <laughs> you're going to miss it. <laughs> like We have arrived at older mom status. Yes, we have. Well, I have been at older mom status for a while now. It's just my kids are finally getting older. <laughs> oh, goodness. Okay, so how was your homeschool week? It sounds like you guys dealt with some stuff. Yes. Well, speaking of being grateful for older kids, there are things that I do not miss. And I'm very grateful for older kids this week because last week we had a stomach bug go through the house. So, um, it's so much better when they can just make it to the bathroom, even in the middle of the night. And yeah. I just stood there and like pat on the back, here's a towel, here's a like drink of water or Sprite or whatever. And see, you're a much better it. mom than I am. Cause I don't even go in the door. I just stand outside <laughs> the bathroom door and I'm like, you need anything in there? <laughs> Let me know if there's something I can do. <laughs> it's not like, oh, a little bit like closer, please. <laughs> no, there are definite perks. So yeah, it kind of just rolled through all the kids and it must have been a pretty basic stomach bug that um, Matt or I didn't get it just, but it works its way through the kids. So, uh, but it was just a 24 hour thing. And, but you know, when it just hits each one in turn, like this still adds up right. as far as days. So most of the week felt like a wash. We started Monday just fine. So it was middle of the night, Monday that it started. And by Friday, I think Thursday night was the last of it. So then we had all day Monday and then kind of Friday, we just did, we watched a history lesson. We did a tiny bit of catch up, just what we could do, but it was still um, very, very minimal week last week. <laughs> yeah. And, and sometimes that's something that you have to do, uh, yeah. you know, to, because you just, you have no other choice. You can't. So, Yeah. Yeah. Well, we are, uh, we had a good week. I, I think we have fallen off the deep end. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we're ever going to get back to what we were before we were sick. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. And I don't know if it's because I know that I'm about to leave. So I made them, uh, well, I still haven't like fully finished them and printed them out, but I've got the, like the, we need to be done list. Mm -hmm. Um, ready to go. And so I'm going to do those for them. And we've started, we've actually started working on the things on the, on that list. Um, even though I haven't got them finished and 
and printed. Um, but we're also like, uh, so for example, it's uh, Lent started last week. And so of course we went to mass uh, Wednesday morning for Ash Wednesday, um, which is great, but it's like, okay, there goes your Wednesday school day. Um, we did get some other stuff done. And then our parish is having the Lenten mission. So basically it's, uh, it's like, a. well, I grew up Southern Baptist, so it's kind of like a revival without all the excitement. <laughs> but you go to church, you know, you go to church for a few days during the week. I don't know. Do Presbyterians have revivals? Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> like you go to church for a few days during the week and they have a special speaker come in and they get you like, you know, it's, it's much more like in like, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, cerebral. You know, so it was a really good talk. Yeah, a conference, Presbyterian yeah. conferences, <laughs> almost like a, almost like that. So anyway, so Olivia wanted to go because the visiting uh, priest is a uh, he was here as a seminarian a couple of summers ago. So young young guy, somebody that went to camp with him that summer and things like that, and worked with the youth all summer long. So she was really excited. She wanted to go, but she has to work at night, and so we have like to go, we have to go in the morning. And so it's like, okay, well, I think what we're going to do is like, we're just going to unschool this month. Right. (laughs) You know, like we're going in the morning to church, we're doing the church thing and, um, we're doing the little mission afterwards. So it's very educational. It was all about Lent and Exodus this morning. And then she's going to Civil Air Patrol tonight. She did math tutoring this afternoon. And uh, she did a little bit of writing. And I'm like, that's a great school day. Sure. You yep. know, that's well, a great school day. That's where having that math tutor appointment is really the lifesaver there. Because that means that math is still happening. And it seems like that's always the one. It's like, you just got to keep that math going. <laughs> Yeah. 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 So the boys and I did, you know, we did a writing lesson and they did some other things on their own. And Thomas has civil air patrol tonight. And, you know, tomorrow will be kind of disjointed as well, but it's completely and totally worthy. And I have to sometimes remind myself that this is the reason why we homeschool. You have a a bunch of kids who are in school today. They didn't get to go to the mission this morning. Will they get to go tonight? I don't know. You know, they probably have dance practice or baseball or something after school or lots of homework. Yeah. They may not be able to fit it in. And so this is absolutely something that, you know, my kids got to experience and got to do because we homeschool and it's really, really valid. Um, you know, and there were sweet little old ladies there and she got to hug their necks and talk to them and, you know, (laughs) so it's good. It is good. Yeah. Yeah. Very much so. So, but sometimes I have to remind myself, like, it's okay. It's okay that that's the thing that Mm -hmm. we're doing right now. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's good. It's good to have that reminder. Yep. Teaching them to live a full life. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So maybe when they're, you know, 20, 30, 40, going to the parish mission is something that they see the value in and still continue to do. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, very much so. So anyway, that's us. And it's, it's not getting better this week. And so my, my goal is just to get those lists made so that I can, you know, leave them with those lists before I go. And then of course the kids, some of the kids are going to some of the conferences with me. So that's a whole other level of education as well. 
um, lots of not only fun things, but, you know, helping uh, and they're never required to help, but they always can volunteer to help. And a lot of times they do. And uh, just uh, talking to people, seeing the world, you know, so it's good. Yeah. Which, which conference comes first, which, so you're, it's, you're about to do GHC. GHC is about to start, right? That's, and that was yep. what we're going to talk today about. Yes. Conferences. Yes. So homeschool conferences going to the convention. Yeah, exactly. Um, so the great homeschool convention is the first ones I'm doing this year. I guess everything else is smaller because Paideia Northwest will be in November and it's, how would you like compare? Oh, so, well, I've been, I went to the Cincinnati Great Homeschool Convention. What was that? In 2018, I think. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. And um, that was, whoa, that was, <laughs> that was a lot of people. It was yeah. a big area and the vendor hall was, it was like everything you could think of and more. It was huge. And Paideia Northwest is more that conference feel okay. rather than convention big. The, okay. They have like seven vendors, you know, six or seven, and only two of them actually have curriculum. You know, it's more like some were uh, jewelry or, you know, just kind of fun stuff. And then there are about 250 to 300 people. Oh, that's still a great crowd, though. Oh, yeah. It's, it's like, I think it's the perfect size. This, my yeah. introvert self says, oh, it's like just right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and pro one of the few things in the Pacific Northwest, too. Yeah. You know, yeah. So it's such a great opportunity there. So doing that in November um, and then, uh, but starting GHC this next month. So we're going to start in South Carolina. We always start, uh, I won't say always, always, but most of the time we start the season in Greenville, South Carolina. And then uh, we're coming home for like one day <laughs> and then um, heading back out to Missouri. I could come home for two days, but um, I take two days to drive to Missouri because I can stay at my mom's house on the way. So we'll uh, head out to Missouri and do that one. And then we've got a break before we do Cincinnati in April. So yeah, so excited for that. And now Misty has been to one great homeschool convention and then she's spoken at Paideia Northwest a number of times. I actually attended the great homeschool convention for seven years oh. before I, before I started speaking. Nice. Yeah. That was so the I first time you guys made me get on a stage was yes. that GHD. <laughs> I remember walking in the room and like seeing like that's a stage with a microphone and that's a lot of chairs. What am I doing? Because yeah, we were in the ballroom. Yeah, we were on the big stage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that was a lot of fun. But I do really think that the homeschool convention is just so worthwhile um, to attend. I, I think it's a great thing. I think, you know, if if you're like Misty, if you live in an area of the country, I mean, we have people come from all over. I mean, typically we have people from Canada. We'll be in Texas and somebody will say, oh, I flew down from Michigan or from Minnesota. And I'm like, you realize that we have other ones that are closer, right? And they're like, no, I wanted to come to this one. Um, so there are people who fly all over the country to come to the convention. But I do think it's worthwhile to go to at least once. And if it's something that you end up loving, 
even multiple times. I mean, mm-hmm. I got something out of it every single time I went. So what was your favorite part, Misty? I think my favorite part was going to the talks, like being in person with some of those people that I had heard recordings of talks for years yeah. and years and years. I like to just see them present and even be able to talk to them afterwards. Um, that was really cool. And then, you know, the, the vendor hall is really handy. I could see where it's overwhelming because there's right. a lot there. But on the other hand, if you kind of already know, like, I think I'm interested in this curriculum, it's probably there. Yeah. <laughs> and then you can flip through it. So there were several vendors where it's like, oh, I've heard of you, but, you know, I'm really curious to actually see what it looks like. And you can do that there. So um, if you're looking for a new curriculum or thinking about switching or just getting started, um, just going in to get information. Um, I know this is probably not what any of the vendors want you to do, but I would say like, just go to just look and don't make a decision right there. (laughs) Vendors do like to make a little bit of money at the convention, (laughs) but they also, they don't want you to make a a knee jerk decision and then end up regretting it later. Because here's the deal. If you purchase something from, you know, let's just pick on like IEW or Matthew C or anybody like that, we'll just be equal opportunity pickers. Mm -hmm. Um, and you, take it home and don't use it, well, then that's not really helping them either because you're not going to be a repeat customer. You're not going to tell other people about it. You're not going to talk about how wonderful it is. So, you know, one of the things that I have found from the years of doing this is that vendors really, really want you to be happy with your decision, you know, and use it. And so they're going to spend the time they need to talk to you uh, and really help you figure out how to use something. Um, because they do want you to be satisfied with that purchase. Yeah. Um, so like yeah. most of the vendors um, had someone there who was um, very helpful in saying, yeah. well, this is how we use it or what do you, you know, listening to what you're thinking and what you're needing and making a smart recommendation. So. Yeah. And helping you adjust it too. I think this is one of the best places to go and say, you know, my kid struggles with this or, you know, my kid just flies through this and hear what the vendor says, because uh, a lot of times the person selling the vendor is also the curriculum developer. Mm -hmm. And so I don't know, like, I just can't tell you how many times mom said, oh yeah, I was over here talking to them and they told me to use it like this. And I had never thought about that before because we get so narrow-minded in curriculum thinking. The right way. You're right. It's written like this. So we have to use it like this. And like nine out of 10 curriculum developers will say, no, 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 this is what you need to do. You know, this is how you flex it. This is how you make it different. And I think it's so freeing hearing that coming from the person who wrote the curriculum, you know? Um, so a couple things about overwhelm, if I can give a couple tips. Mm-hmm. So if you are the person, like some people walk into the vending hall and they're like kid in a candy store, yeah. like, that's totally me. Right. I'm like, there's no overwhelm here. It's just like, Ooh, I want to see all the things. But having said that I got more at peace with what was going on when I did a couple of things. Number one, when I wrote my homeschool vision. So I really thought about what I wanted education to be in my home, what I wanted the atmosphere of my home to be like. And then there just became this whole list of vendors who I'm sure are very great people, Mm -hmm. but 
their stuff doesn't fit my vision for homeschooling. And yeah. so I could walk right by without even feeling the need to stop. Just say hello, you know, and just keep going. Mm -hmm. So that was really, really helpful. And then the second thing I would do is I would set an amount. So I learned this early on where I spent large amounts of money on something thinking that that was because sometimes it's just easier to spend money than it is to really solve a problem. You know? Yeah. Yeah. We've all, we've all been there. We've all done that. <laughs> <laughs> and so like I had an amount, like this is my limit. I'm not allowed to spend more than this to try to solve a problem. And so, uh, you know, you've got to like go back and ask yourself, this is not the purchase to make it the the convention. Mm -hmm. And so that really was freeing too, because then I wasn't under pressure. It's better to spend 50 more dollars on something and be sure than to knee jerk buy something in the moment and never use it. Yeah. 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 I don't know if this is a tip, but I do think that flying with only a carry on was also a good strategy. <laughs> So I could just go through and say, well, I'm looking, you know, do you have a website? Because I have to be able to lift my luggage, which was already pretty full, up over my head into the cargo space. <laughs> <laughs> and so I keep selling more books. <laughs> the only sad thing is, is that most vendors will now ship to you so you don't have to carry the books home. <laughs> don't even have the stuff there. They ship it for free, which is a whole, it's a whole other thing. Like it's great for me because I need it. I need the next level of Matthew C for Thomas. He's just about to finish his, uh, his book. And I'm like, I'll get it at the convention and they'll send it. He's like, can't you bring it home? I'm like, no, they don't have it there. They're just going to ship it. <laughs> but, um, I know that some people are like, I want to take the stuff home with me, you know? So you have to find the ones who actually do have it there for you to take home. <laughs> so, yep. Any other tips for navigating the convention other than like mar mapping out your plan ahead of time? I think that's so big. And we actually have on the website, I actually have a set of convention planning forms that it's like four or five different forms that you can print out and fill out ahead of time and take with you that will help you to make a plan for your homeschool convention experience. So I'll put the link to that uh, down in the description and in the show notes. You know, I think a final tip that I would say is that to take advantage of being in a crowd of other homeschool moms and- um, And dads. And dads. Yeah, yeah, there were whole families there. Yeah. But if you are looking for homeschool encouragement, I think you're just as likely to find that encouragement from the average mom sitting next to you at one of those talks than from the speakers. And so just introduce yourself to the people that you're standing in line with or that you're sitting next to. And you never know what kind of connections and help and um, encouragement and advice you're going to get just from talking to the other people that are there. Yeah. Yeah. And this is coming from two pretty strong introverts too. <laughs> <laughs> so if you need an opening line, you can turn to the person next to you and say, do you ever listen to the homeschool teachers lounge? It's like my favorite homeschool podcast. <laughs> yes. <laughs> a great conversation starter right there. Cause if they do, you have something to talk about. And if they don't, then you can share all about it with them. And it gives you like 
you know, homeschool podcast, you can just open up that can of worms and talk about it. <laughs> I love it. That's a great, great piece of advice there for icebreaker. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Well, um, I don't start traveling until next Wednesday. So I will be back next Monday. And Misty, you're going to be here too, right? I am. I'll be here. (laughs) Awesome. Well, we're going to put the link to the homeschool convention materials uh, for you. So you can go and find those. And if you haven't considered coming to a convention, uh, it is not too late to get your tickets for South Carolina or Missouri. And then after that, uh, we have Cincinnati. And then in June, um, Ontario, California, which is our West Coast Conference. And then in July, we go to Round Rock, Texas. So um, lots and lots of fun. Five big conventions this year. And we're super excited about all of them. So nice. All right, Misty, you have a good school week. All right, you too. All right. Yeah. We'll talk to you guys later.